Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chief's Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> And now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Welcome into the early morning football party. You got your boys, Jay and Dre, here in much less detail. The podcast here with you live on a Sunday morning, November the 12th, 2023. And we are here for the Week 9 recap. You know how we do by now, the best and worst of Week 9 in the NFL before we get you ready for Week 10, which is already kicked off Thursday night with that dread, dreadful, wretched Panthers-Bears game and is continuing this morning with the last uh, European game of the season between the Colts and the Patriots. And if you're watching along and listening to us, then that's great. You got all the NFL you can handle. But either way, if you're listening live with us, good morning. We welcome you. We're glad to have you. Jay, you ready to rock and roll this morning? Yeah, let's get this out of the way. Then we can get to watching some football. Uh, not this indie New England game, though. I mean, that's football. It's, it, some people it, it are watching. It is football, but I'm kind of glad we're doing the show over it. Hey, we got uh, we're, we're head to head as we turn out. We are. Uh, you actually had the idea before me to put our pick up on uh, Twitter, X, whatever, uh, before the game started, you know, an hour before it started. I got the idea. I woke up. I said, oh, geez, we're going to be doing our show during the, the European game. We got to get that up on Twitter. And then I, I opened Twitter. You already made the, the like 10 minutes before I got the idea. You already did. I'm like, okay, you're on, you're on top of it. That's good to know. Uh, so you are uh, with the Colts uh, giving one and a half, and I am with the Patriots, and the Colts currently have the 7-3 lead. So uh, you're looking good, but it's very early. Um, so I'm sure we'll maybe keep an eye on that, or, or maybe not. <laughs> like well, you said. Only because we're, we're head-to-head. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any interest at all uh, in this game? So, well, The other interest was it was being leaked that, that there might it, – it, as unbelievable as it sounds that there might have been the possibility of, of Robert Kraft leaving Bill Belichick over in, in Germany and, and firing him if he, if he didn't win this game, which I, I find that very, very difficult to believe. But it got leaked somewhere, somehow it got out there that that was a possibility. Uh, I, I just don't imagine it happening, even if they do lose. But uh, I guess we'll have to. I, I don't see. I just stays rumor. I I cannot see, no matter how bad New England is this year, an in-season firing and humiliation of of GOAT coach that way. I I can't see it either. No, you got to at least, uh, even out of respect, even if everything's gone off the rails, you got to let them at least finish out the season. I mean, the guy's done so much 
you know, for that organization, I don't care how bad they are. Um, and they're bad. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're really bad. Um, they're also really banged up. <laughs> um, you gotta they are bad them, and they are banged up. You gotta let them run out the string. Let them run out the string, you know. Just at that point, just keep being bad. You'll get a decent draft pick. Just yeah, don't let that. just don't let Bill Belichick make it. <laughs> yeah, it's you would have to get to like a Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson level of just disrespect of everything you've done sure. for the organization, uh, and as, as many faults as Robert Kraft has, and and the uh, the the Orchid Day Spa down there in in Florida is part of the Hall of Infamy thanks to Robert Kraft's uh, many shortcomings or. or whatever you want to call that. Um, At least he's not Jerry Jones. He's still not as bad as Jerry Jones as far as uh, respecting uh, what people have done around him and done for his organization. So, no, I don't see him pulling a a stunt like that. Jerry would pull a stunt like that uh, on Jimmy Johnson or anyone else, uh, but I don't think Robert Kraft's going to do that to Belichick either. So, Uh, But the game is ongoing, and we'll, uh, like I said, maybe keep an eye on that or maybe not. But we have our – Usual football party. Hey, sometimes you have to party in the morning. It happens, you know. Yeah, Not we'll the ideal our, time. We call this our football hangover. Well, that or our football tea time, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I'm sure we're both struggling a little bit uh, as far as the energy levels, but you got your coffee. I didn't. I, I wasn't able to get mine, so I, hopefully I can get through the two hours without uh, completely passing. Yeah. You'll just start talking about football, and that'll give you the the strength to carry on. I'm I'm powered up, baby. I'm, I got my energy, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to recap week nine, the best and the worst, and the uh, struggling and the smartest and the dumbest, all that good stuff, and then get you ready for week ten. Uh, we were even uh, on week nine. We uh, split our games that we differed on. We both uh, put forth a six and eight week, uh, which is. Not the best. Uh, we did split our picks uh, right down the middle. Hey, it was right down the middle, Daddy. So we got that out of the way. Uh, hadn't had that uh, much this season. We usually one is, is beating the other pretty bad, or the other way around. But this yeah. uh, this time we were able to split them. Uh, the problems were were on the picks that we agreed on, in which we uh, let's, let's count that <laughs> real quick: one, two, three, four, yeah. five. We lost six of those and, and, and won three, the, the ones that we actually agreed on. So that was the problem. So the, the, beautiful was, thing, the beautiful thing last week was what we crapped on each other's locks. Um, and fortunately for you, there are no style points for losing your locks. Because um, that was a meltdown. Boy, howdy. <laughs> that, might be, that, that might be the worst lock, lick, lock pick of the season. Hey, uh, but that's okay. You're gonna go out, go out big. One. That's right. You're gonna swing, swing for the fences. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have some things to say about that. Uh, certainly. Um, but yeah, we both crept on each other's locks, and, and we both turned out right. Yeah, we were both right. So crazy. In a way, I I certainly didn't see that coming. What happened uh, uh, in Atlanta? But uh, we'll get to all of that. As we review week nine, our, our best and our worst, uh, due to the tie, it would revert back to whoever won the previous week. That would be me. So I will get the honors once again uh, for leading off our awards for week nine. The best of week nine for me, we talk about who is him and, and who who, uh, who do you think you are I am. And to me, there was one him of week nine, and it's not what 
anyone else, I think, would say. Because this is just for me, for what I observe. This, these are my awards. We all we have our individual yeah. awards, and we see things differently a lot of times. So for me, C.J. Stroud was him. That's what I saw. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, so for my best of the week, here's what I have written down. C.J. Stroud was him. That's all I have written. That's all I have written down. That's it. As I usually make, I make notes for myself on these. All I wrote was C.J. Stroud was him. So, really, one hundred percent kumbaya. Um, really. So yeah, you you might think that you're going off the, you know, gonna shock me with what? How how could he not be? That, that, I'm gonna I mean, stop. I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm gonna stop thinking that I got this wild, crazy outlook. No. Because then you wind up having the exact same one. Uh, was that the greatest rookie quarterback performance game ever? 470 yards and five touchdowns. Rookie yeah. records for C.J. Stroud. An incredible comeback victory and a for game the Houston winner. Texans. And a game winner. And the game winner. Uh, Chris Long on inside the this, NFL called them this, big dog throws. I attribute this to him watching Tyson Bajant film. <laughs> Because everybody can learn yeah. from watching Tyson Bates. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you can lo- you can Ooh. watch and learn. Maybe it's not watch and learn what to do, though. You know. Um, ah. But no, I, I'll give you the floor. You're first. But yeah, we are 100. percent I'm sure everything that you're going to say, I would just say mm-hmm. with different words. So go for it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I just uh, like I said, Chris Long called them big dog throws, and that's what I saw watching the tape. Uh, it, it's not necessarily about the rookie records that he said which that's great but it's what he looked like making the throws and what the throws looked like the perfect ball placement to tank dell right at the sideline that set up the uh go ahead winning touchdown that nasty game winning catch over the outstretched d perfectly placed to tank dell uh gets the victory uh without the pat it, you know, that would be the victory in the covering of the spread, but because of the whole kicker situation, which is a whole nother thing that happened in that game uh, where they just had to take a knee instead of trying to kick the extra point, which kind of doesn't make sense because they trusted the running back to go kick the field goal, but they wouldn't trust him for the extra point, which would have gave us the cover anyway. Here's, but here's why. <laughs> I think they were worried being up two of a return. Right. Uh-oh, we got company. Uh-oh. What are... It's, it's Mr. Clark. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Clark. <laughs> I don't think Mr. Clark has ever made an appearance on our show. I'm unfamiliar with Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark is uh, my son's uh, magician persona. Oh. So he's actually wearing the little magician's hat and his cape. Oh, and he's even got the white gloves on. <laughs> Would you like to speak to your audience, Mr. Clark? That was not, you didn't say anything. I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. It even looks better over your pumpkin onesie pajamas. It does? No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't. All right. Go on upstairs, buddy. Oh, and he he twirled the cape to disappear. Okay. Oh, of course he did. All right. Sorry. This is what you get with a 9 a.m. show. Yeah, yeah, great radio. You know, it's it's a family party. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Clark, folks. 
<laughs> I completely did not know that he had multiple uh, personalities like that. But uh, No, he had this little magician thing where he was doing a little magician's act for us, and we asked him what his name was, and he just came up with out of the blue, Mr. Clark. <laughs> so that's kind of always stuck. Ah. Hey, whatever works. Um, so, yeah, I was just going on about uh, about Stroud and those great throws that he made. And you were about to make a point about the – oh, you said that they skipped the extra point because they didn't want it to be blocked and returned for two and, and tie the I, game, which I guess makes sense. If it's not sense. your normal kicker, yeah. right? But then at that point, just line up and go for two or something? or I don't know. I, I could see after a wild game like that, just erase the variable, right? I, obviously, it blew our cover. Yeah. That that's um, my thing. It's a variable, but you uh, trusted that variable to kick the field goal, and right. it worked. So why not go for it again? Yeah, but I'm guessing at that point they needed the field goal. At this point, I mean the game was over. Was there six seconds they, left? Right. They took the lead, and they just yeah. wanted to pr- preserve the lead. Yeah. So I, I and it wasn't it, Josh but, Allen yeah. or Patrick Mahomes on the other side who probably could have gotten them into <laughs> field goal range in six seconds. It was <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they took what they what they could and just decided to to kneel at that point. So no cover, but still an unbelievable effort by C.J. Stroud. It's just he's the man, uh, and he is him to me because he put himself in that pantheon with that performance of hey, I'm not just a, a rookie, you know, putting up a bunch of passes because we're down a lot and we suck, and I'm just going to keep throwing. He actually made like the throws, like in the mm-hmm. exact places that he needed to put them with the exact amount of touch in between the zone defenses uh, with a team and a defense and, and Todd Bowles, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They're veterans. And this kid just carved them up and said, I don't care. This is what I am. Yep. This is who I am. This is what I can do. And I don't care if I'm a rookie. I don't care if I'm the second draft pick. I got the skills and the ability to do this and, and put these balls exactly where they need to be exactly over the outstretched D uh, that, that was wild. Those are a bunch of wild throws to me. That's why he was the best of week nine to me, because I think he announced himself as one of, if not the next big thing at young quarterback. Uh, yes. He, he announced his presence with authority. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess. Would be, yes. Uh, if, if, you, if you get that movie reference, all right, good for you. Um, <laughs> uh, as Bull Durham, by the way. Um, but, you know, we talked about Will Levis and his, like how he sprinkled in some wow throws, you know, yeah. in that, and, and that was CJ Stroud for the whole game. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, after, after laying a complete egg against the Panthers, he goes out and absolutely just torches and has the game of his life. Might, this might be the game of his career and he did it week nine of his first season. So I'm hoping, because uh, we've, we've seen this before with Texans uh, emerging quarterbacks. Let's hope he does not go the way of Deshaun Watson. But, mm. boy, uh, future looks good. Uh, not too bad at that number two pick, especially after what we've seen out of the number one pick. Right. It is time so for, for, for Bryce to turn it around. But uh, at the moment, it but does at not the look moment, good. C.J. Stroud is him, but this just goes to show you from week to week in the NFL that you can you can lose to the Panthers and then you can have a game like that. That that is right. what happens when you are a rookie. And he could he could turn completely around this week and go to Cincinnati and lay a complete egg, but it will not take away from anything he did against Tampa. Uh absolutely phenomenal game with zero in the running game. None. Right. 
Uh, he didn't need it, uh, apparently. Yeah, that, CJ, that also, uh, I was going to say, that also goes into the category long list this season of games we were right about and lost the pick. And lost the pick, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they can't all be complete winners. They, they can't all be uh, 100% Bangers, we we try like hell. Yep. Uh, those those spreads are are where they are for a reason. Right. Those, Vegas always wins, baby. Those they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't even gonna mention the uh, worst beat that I've ever had that happened this week on uh, last Monday on the college basketball. Oh, okay. uh, and and it was uh, the worst beat because just bringing up Vegas knows what they're doing because as part of a. Uh, as part of, I guess, a oh, what the hell, I guess is what you would call this, part of a what the hell 12-team, $5 college basketball parlay uh, to open up the college basketball season where every other pick came in except North Carolina favored by, I don't even know what the number was, but they needed one more basket. They were favored. Let's say they were favored by 18 and they won by 16. It was something like that. That was the only pick that lost. And if it would have come in, that parlay would have been worth $10,000. The worst L I've ever taken. And I was just shaking my head like, how did they know? Was that the last result where you knew at that point you were 11 for 11? Or was that somewhere in the middle so it it didn't dawn on you till the end? It was I woke up the next morning. I knew I won a bunch of them early. And I woke up the next morning wondering, how did that turn out? I wonder, did all those – oh, my God, green check marks on every last one of them. Win, 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 except North Carolina if they had one more basket. Well, I'll tell you the good news. Would you like the good news out of all of it? There's good news out of that? Okay. Yes. It only cost you $5. I, I guess, uh, but, and I didn't. Imagine I don't if have you would put a hundred on that, you would have won, you know, <laughs> twenty grand <laughs> or yeah. two hundred grand, or who knows? Uh-huh. Oh my god! No, it was yeah, like a five dollars. Like, that would have yeah, was... been what two thousand to one. Oh god, I don't remember what it was. It was. It was. I mean, it's got to be five dollars to pay out ten thousand. Is basically you're you're getting two thousand to one on that. Yeah, so, it was, it was something yeah, hundred dollars would have. Oof, don't don't even start thinking about that. I, I'm, that. No, I don't even. I'm not. I'm not gonna think about that. Just uh, the other good news, I don't have to worry about tax deductions or papers with all that money. So that that's good, right? <laughs> Trying to find positives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. CJ, good on you. Stay out of the strip clubs and the massage parlors. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. All right. I've got Mr. Clark doing a magic trick right now. Oh. Uh, oh. He's doing. He's making money disappear, which <laughs> kids are actually really good at doing. It's, and adults too. Yeah. Oh no. It's, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mr. Clark. <laughs> all right. Now, now do another trick and make yourself disappear. <laughs> I, I saw that coming. Um, while he's doing that, I will move on to my worst of week nine. Uh, I don't get the bills, man. I. Mm. Glad you went there. I don't have anything for this, but yeah. Maybe I'm putting too much expectations on them. Of course, I I had them winning it all. Uh, Maybe it's because they looked like the best in the league when they beat the Dolphins, but that feels like six months ago. Man, they now they're just lost, and I think it's bad for the league. That's why it's my worst because 
they're one of the teams that you want to watch every week. They're one of the few. We talk about how the, the rest of the soup in the, in the league looks so bad. Those top teams are, are really good, and then everybody else is just ugh. Uh, and the Bills, I thought, were one of the really good ones, but they're certainly not playing like they're one of the good ones. Uh, man, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, they don't even try to run the ball. Uh, they can't even complete the the uh, the comeback. They uh, they tried to against the Bengals on Sunday night. They they're trying. They're just but it does, it doesn't look right at all. It looks disjointed. It looks like they're trying but they're not trying. Uh, we you know we know Buffalo sometimes needs motivation. We know that they're sometimes lacking and they need something to fight for. It seems like they lose focus. Here's some motivation, guys. You're out of the playoffs right now. How's that for motivation? The Buffalo Bills, if the playoffs started today, would not be in the playoffs at all. The, the Buffalo Bills, that team, how could they be that bad that they're not even a playoff team right now? Uh, and, you know, 38 throws to eight running back carries. I know there's some, some Josh Allen scrambles in there. But 38 throws to eight carries, that's inexcusable. That's just yeah. – sort of panic and we don't know we don't have a game plan we we don't know what we're doing we're trying not to use josh allen too much uh running because we're trying to preserve him but the offense looks completely disjointed if he doesn't run every now and then so they're they're just lost and and just up in the air and that's really bad for the league because they're supposed to be one of the good ones well the good news for josh allen is the guy he needs right now might be available soon Uh uh-oh who would that be that'd be brian dayball (laughs) okay uh maybe that's a a marriage that needs to be reunited and i I wouldn't be shocked if to the end of the season if this is a bad season and obviously the giants are uh a dumpster fire so hell josh freaking mcdaniels is out there free now go get him somebody anybody now let's not crap too much on buffalo because they ran into what might be the best team in the afc right now cincinnati or Baltimore. I, I think those are the top two teams in the AFC by the way they're playing right now. Uh, that just look like Cincinnati is definitely, we've talked about them rounding into shape. I think you even had them in this game. Um, sure. So, and Baltimore did the Baltimore things uh, to Seattle. So I did not have them. <laughs> no, <laughs> you did not. Um but no, I get it. At Bal- uh, Buffalo, I'm surprised this is your worst because uh, the way you talked, it sounded more like a letdown. But that's okay. Um, oh, that too. Because you feel a little let down. But I'll tell you, we. Well, I think they about, let down the league being as bad yeah. as they are. Well, Buffalo, there's a long. T- we're only halfway, right? Right. And they're out of the playoffs, but they're not like crazy out of the playoffs. There's teams ahead of them in the playoff picture. Pittsburgh. Um, that has no that business think, being ahead of them because they're not as that, good. That's my point. Correct. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, even Miami leading, uh, quote unquote, leading the division. Uh, we've seen what they're all about. So Buffalo, plenty of time to turn this around, but they, they better get their act together because it's not yeah. going to get any easier. And they, they just don't look like the Bills. It doesn't help that their defense has been letting them down. I, maybe they're missing Leslie Frazier, too. Um, but they, they just can't stay up. healthy. They lost so many Ta- uh, so many talented yeah. guys. When you're they talking about Milano and, and Tredavious White and just yeah. like you're missing anchors. so many the guys pieces. who are supposed to anchor your defense aren't there. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's a credit to them that they only held the Bengals to 24, but they they got to get this thing figured out. So 
so we shall see. Um, my worst of the week, we talked about him, right? Yeah. And I, I don't want to pick on people, but I'm going to tell you who's not him. And we found out it's Clayton Toon is not him. Mm. Mm. Because, I mean, I know we know what the Cleveland Browns and that defense are capable of. And the Arizona Cardinals decide they are going to completely uh, hold Kyler Murray back another week. And that was smart. But what they did was they threw out Clayton Toon to make his first NFL start. And it went about exactly as you thought it would. It was an absolute disaster. The Arizona Cardinals put up zero points. Uh, in a season of awful quarterback play, though, at least this wasn't the worst. This, this wasn't uh, Danny DeVito bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still pretty bad. 17, 17 net yards passing for the Arizona Cardinals against the Cleveland Browns defense. A zero six yards per attempt. Have have we seen perform in one season? How many perform? How many sub one yard per attempt season games are we going to see from quarterbacks this season? This is Matt Barkley-ish football right now. It is. is, It's sickening. Uh, Seven sacks, .6 yards per attempt. They couldn't run the ball. Arizona Cardinals, complete trash. Uh, Probably still not the worst team in the league. Um, There's a couple other teams, I think, that could could take that from them right now, but they're, they're pretty bad. And going to Cleveland in that spot, Good on the Browns doing exactly what the Browns are supposed to do. They've been our, our best of the week, or at least I think we've both had them at multiple points here, you or I, throughout the season with that defense and the things that they've been able to do. And they put that all on display. They didn't need much offense. 27 to nothing, Arizona. Clayton Toon, not him. So you're saying his game was, was out of tune? Hey, hey! It's like the easiest pun in the world. I'm sure everybody was making that. So I just, It was not music to, to my ears. Yeah, yeah, that 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 either. Uh, we will be uh, discussing that Browns defense uh, more as we get ready for Week Ten later on, because that's yeah. the uh, on on this Veterans Day weekend. That is the battle of defenses. Which which defense is going to hold rank between the Browns uh, and the Ravens? They are one and two, and that's going to be the one right there. Uh, get your unders in now, folks, for that one. I, I think. Uh, I, I think I'm doing okay in, in over unders this year. Not great, but but pretty good. When, when I when I smell an under, that's I, and I tell you to slam it. So far this year, that's it's, it's worked out pretty well. So uh, I'd I smell an under with that one for sure. Uh, on to my smartest of week nine. Speaking of Germany, the uh, winning margin in the first Germany game last week was thanks to a defensive lateral. Huh? Really? And it was probably an ill-advised play, but it, it worked. Uh, no coach would ever advise it. I don't think would, they would ever want that repeated, but it sure the hell worked, and it was the winning margin. It made all the difference. The Miami Dolphins driving at the end of the second quarter down 14 to nothing, and Tyreek Hill talking about they're going to get this work. Uh, the Chiefs actually worked him. He got a chance to give the Chiefs that work, and instead he got worked by Trent McDuffie, uh, who stripped Hill of a catch. Ball gets picked up by Mike Edwards uh, on the Chiefs defense, who Hill tries to tackle, but Edwards turns around, and like I said, probably a panic move, but it worked. He sees Brian Cook, another defensive back behind him, and says, here, catch this, and flips him the ball, 
and Cook flies down the sideline for a 59-yard touchdown. Like, whoa, that is not something you usually see. That's something out of, like, high school or something, but it absolutely worked, and it was a very smart play. Uh, what I liked most about that game was it was a full-force effort by both the Dolphins and the Chiefs in Germany. The Chiefs uh, had everything working in the first half. Pat Mahomes making chicken salad out of chicken shit, and Tyreek Hill coughed up the fumble. He was the chicken shit in that game. But great effort by both teams, um, and both defenses really stepped up in the second half and, and made bet the, the better effort there to shut it down. And I thought that was uh, – it, it made it where it was a, a tight game, and it made it where both teams, you could tell, really wanted it. Um, and I, I don't know what happened in that first half to the uh, to the Dolphins' offense, but it was enough for the for the Chiefs to hang on uh, with that incredible, smart, real advice play to make uh, to make the difference. Um, that that Tua last drive though, uh, he he really gagged it up. He had a terrible throw for a wide open receiver, Cedric Wilson. Uh, that botched snap on fourth down was off to his right, and he just couldn't put his hands on it. It was a, it was a good sharp battle. But it, it it didn't go well at the end. He was looking at the the blitz and and he took his eye off the ball. Uh, so you know, no excuses. Good on the good on the Chiefs for uh, getting that dub. And once again, you got to have the questions about the Dolphins. Uh, it wasn't uh you know it wasn't a home game. It wasn't on the road at the other team's place. It was in Germany, but it was still a road situation with the crowd and all that. And the offense does not look the same uh, when it's not at home. Still. No, I completely agree. I have things to say about that game later on. But on that play specifically, and, you know, I had problems with that play being allowed to continue and being allowed to become a fumble because I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill was about seven, eight yards behind where he caught the ball by the time the ball finally popped out. And <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, you don't blow forward progress on that or, or blow the play dead and you allow that thing to continue that far back. Um you know, and we, we for all the inadvertent whistles we get, they allow that to continue. Look, just looked really bad to me. I, I did not like the way that play looked at all. Um, you know, you catch the ball, pretty much the guy hits you right away, keeps pushing you back, pushing you back. Felt like forever before that ball finally popped out, and, and then they let the play go. Um, you know, if I want to jump in the wayback machine. Here, I'll, I'll give you a, the closest comp I had to that because it was just as egregious. If you remember, there was a, it was the uh, the Mike Singletary meltdown game. I believe it was uh, the Bears and the Cardinals. And I think there was an Edger and James rush where he gets tackled in the backfield and basically dragged for about 10 yards before the ball finally pops out. <laughs> and uh, that was the game when Mike Singletary, that was the, oh, that was the Denny Green game. That was the. They are who we yeah, thought they was, were. Yeah, uh, right, that was right. the Denny Green meltdown. Not my, I got my coaches mixed up. That was Denny Green. Um, but that was that game, and that was mm -hmm. just as egregious. I, I did not think that was a fumble uh, at all, but they let it go. So, yeah, smart for the lateral. But where were the officials on that one? See, I thought you were going to go with the uh, second half of that, where the original guy that picks up the fumble – uh, his forward progress clearly isn't going forward because he's turned around looking at his teammate behind him yeah, and you, saying, here, you can go lots of ways on that play <laughs> that they just swallowed the for this this league, swallowing the whistle this year. You don't see it. I mean, it's usually what? flags for everything. And, yeah, I had a problem with that. I did Once it happened, I was like, oh, okay. Um, 
But, no, I had the problem with that Tyreek Hill was not going anywhere. The play was over. Yeah. Yeah, usually they it, it seems like it's half and half. Either they swallow the whistle and they shouldn't half the time, or they blow the whistle and they shouldn't have half the time. Right. No, that play that play was over. That yeah, maybe. Uh, so you're smartest of week nine. Uh boy, I'm give smartest of the. There was I saw in one of the games about the prettiest play you'll ever see, and it wasn't in a good game, but every once in a while you see somebody draw something up. And you put a star by that one, and you go, that was really pretty. I don't care if the teams are bad, but sometimes something just makes you admire the creativity that you see. And I'm going to give Smartest of the Week to somebody we haven't talked about much as Smartest of the Weeks or of the Year this year. I'm giving it to Matt LaFleur. I don't know if you know the play I'm talking about, but there was a Jordan Love touchdown pass in this game with a split backfield. So it looked uh, so you had Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in the back, split wide, you know, split behind him, right? Two back set. Yep. And like pro set. And Jordan Love fakes a throw to each side. Right? Cuz they they both split out. They both run mm-hmm. out into the flat. He fakes a throw to one side, turns around, fakes the throw to the other side. And then spins and throws the ball right over the middle to Luke Musgrave, the tight end, who is wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. amazingly wide open. And I saw that play, and I was like, damn, that, that's pretty. You saved this for that moment against Pittsburgh? Okay. Or, I mean, against the Rams, because they're playing Pittsburgh right. this week. But like, Okay, the game that you clearly had in hand. But from just drawing it up, absolutely gorgeous X's and O's where you, where you finally see something like, wow, that, that looked really nice. In fact, Jordan Love jumped on the throw and he didn't need to, he could have stood there and just, and, and we rushed it a little, uh, but Luke Musgrave was so wide open over the middle and then just, you know, b- b- bounces off of one guy into the end zone. And I was like that. All right. Slow clap for that one. That was a really <laughs> nice play. So Sometimes you see something you haven't seen in a while, or it looks pretty on the page, and then it looks pretty in the game. That one was pretty. So if you know the play I'm sure. talking about, smartest yeah. of the week. No, I saw it. I, I remember it. He probably jumped. He was afraid of, of of trying to lay it in there too soft and too hopping him like it's a grounded to the shortstop. Yeah, uh, yeah. He so. definitely. You could tell he watched Aaron Aaron Rodgers for a while because th- there was a little <laughs> panache on that throw that there didn't need to be because he had all day after the double fakes. Mm-hmm. But ah, it, it looked great. It, it did. What, you know, you pull it out against whoever you can pull it out against, whoever yeah. uh, whoever you're playing. Uh, and especially or you see that, something, right? You, you, you right, got to right. play you in it the, the playbook, take? and you're like, man, these guys are going to fall for this one. <laughs> these guys <laughs> jump at this shit real hard. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. No, whatever you can find to make it work, especially that offense and that quarterback, they need all the positive they can get. Yeah. They need all the big plays that they can find. And if the regular stuff isn't working, then, yeah, let's try a little razzle-dazzle. It'll go back to the to the Gunther Cunningham, right? Yeah. No, it was, no, no. That would have been uh, that would have been a throw to the flat. That, was, that, that throw <laughs> would have just been out to the flat. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's a, that was a very smart play. Uh, and the opposite of smart is our dumb plays. Stop me if you've heard this. The Cowboys had a real chance of victory, if not for the Cowboys. They cowboyed up all over that field. They love to beat themselves, man. Oh, my goodness. 
just the usual shortcomings for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Tight game in Philadelphia. Cowboys on the last drive, down five, get all the way inside the ten yard line, and wind up having to throw it up on fourth from the twenty seventh. Due to Dak sacks and delay of games and false starts and undisciplined, unsmart football, which is their hallmark, uh, especially under Mike uh, uh, McDaniel or uh, uh, not McDaniel Mike McCarthy. 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 Yeah. Uh, they they got a fourth down TD catch overturned because the the turned the tight end the guy's knee was down before he could cross the goal line. Yeah. Uh, they had Dak had a two point conversion overturned. Because he just stepped out of bounds before he ever got there. Like, they just find a way to shoot themselves. Incredible. Over and over and over again. They were right there with the Eagles. It was, it was a good game. They were back and forth, and they had absolutely several chances to, to wind up in front. You know, if they would have held it, could they have held off the Eagles on the last drive? We don't, we'll never know, but they never took the lead. They never capitalized on their chances because they kept – beating themselves, finding a way to push themselves back. Once again, the Dallas Cowboys, as they tend to do several times a year, the dumbest of week nine. Mm. That was pretty dumb. They, they, they definitely did. You, we had that one. So we, we, we yes. you said, but the Cowboys, what was frustrating for the Cowboys is they were in that game. You know, yeah. they, they, they weren't getting, you know, blown out. They, they they hung in there, but man, you just you give them enough rope and they will hang themselves, and that's exactly what happened. So no, uh, my dumbest of the week uh, is going to my smartest of last week because that's just how the NFL works. <laughs> what is going on with Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons? Because no! first of all, you lose a game to a guy who didn't even know his teammates' names. <laughs> who just comes in as impl- and he's just playing street ball. But even worse than that, they spent the first half basically kicking field goals that they did not need to be kicking because Arthur Smith is trying to out-genius Arthur Smith. Atlanta gets a turnover down to the Vikings' one-yard line and decides to start doing my favorite thing. They start throwing the ball from the one. <laughs> they start running trick plays from the one, and they've got B. John Robinson – Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson. Uh, Bijan did not touch the ball on any of the first, second, or third down plays at the one-yard line of the other team. Your number one draft pick, eighth pick in the draft. Arthur Smith is out-geniusing himself right out of a job. Um, And then they get the lead, finally. They overcome. They go up four with with two minutes to go. All you can do is not give up a touchdown to Josh Dobbs, who doesn't know his teammates' names, so of course they give up a touchdown. Doesn't know the plays, doesn't know his teammates' names. Doesn't know the plays, doesn't know his teammates' <laughs> names, just goes out there and plays street ball yeah. and, and, and and leads the Vikings to a win. Uh, abs- it, yeah, uh, that was uh, an awful performance, awful coaching job. Arthur Smith, dumbest of the week. And what were his comments after the game? They didn't make any sense either. They're trying to no. ask him about, you know, why are you not using Bijan Robinson down no. there? And he starts talking I, about I, fantasy football. And shit. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's so dumb. And, and and they're using Jonu Smith more than Kyle Pitts. I mean, I don't yeah. understand that team or that offense because there is a there is a real NFL offense on that on that roster. 
that you could make a lot of hay with. Um, and, and, and I'm not even going to blame the beer man because he played a decent game. He, he did. They scored 28 points. They should have put that team to complete bed and they couldn't do it. And that all goes to the coaching um, on that one. So both sides of the ball were terrible. Right. Arthur Smith uh, gets 28 out of an offense that probably should have put up somewhere in the forties because they're kicking field goals. Um, a 26, a 23 yard field goal, uh, just crazy. Um, what what they were doing? They get a safety early, and they, they they had the screws completely put to Minnesota, and then they just let Josh Dobbs just show up and you know, oh, I am here, <laughs> I have arrived, and I'm going to lead this team to victory. So good for him, good for the Vikings. But how do you lose at home? How do you do that? So yeah, I'm done with Arthur Smith. Uh, <laughs> And we talked about it before the season even started. There is no team in the NFL better built for taking advantage of short yardage situations than the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. No, they let's all start running trick plays at the one yard line. Why? What the hell's going on out here? And, and, and Beerman is a is a running quarter. He can he can run too, and you you do nothing. It's, uh, many so options. Sometimes you get these many, many jobs because you're, it turns out it turns out Arthur Smith may have been carried by Derrick Henry. <laughs> but it's even dumber when you consider how similar the roster is put together down there in Atlanta than what he had right. in Tennessee. It's like almost the same thing, but he just doesn't trust it. He, he wouldn't pull that shit with, with Derrick Henry in Tennessee at the one-yard line. No, I, I know, don't understand. know better. With, with a team that's built to run, why they're not just bludgeoning people and then go and play action. and No, they're, they're, they're trying – tight end screens and tight end options yeah. Yeah, that I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Let, let's get somebody in there who, who understands that roster. But I would think that him, he would. Again, it's we supposed to be that. him, right? It's not. Right. Cause he, I think he's just, he believes his own press. Okay. Oh, that, that's his, he's getting in his no, own no. way. You're, you're done with that. Okay. Uh, we will lead uh, perfectly from that into my surprise uh, because that's the same game, and, and you, you touched on that a little bit. Uh, Josh Dobbs, what the hell? Yeah. What? Uh, dude. Hey, what happened? And Josh he, Dobbs he has ascended. He, he, has, he is no longer a random Allen as far as I'm concerned. He has moved into medi- mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what he is is he's is the Forrest Gump of the NFL. Like he just wanders from situation to situation, and oh. just great things happen to him. He, he has no idea how. The, the same that's the same guy that beat the Dallas Cowboys earlier this year. Don't forget it that. is. They whooped him. It's same guy, different team, and then that same guy walks into Minnesota, didn't practice a lick, had to stop uh, step in for the Vikings, and did not know his teammates' names, and the O line didn't know his cadence, and. Uh, Coach Kevin O'Connell had to describe the guts of the plays to Dobbs inside the helmet right before the play uh, went off, and he had to run it, and, and they won the game. That team won the game. <laughs> what? Uh, after, of course, Jaron Hall, the starter, gets uh, dumplings and knocked out, uh, Dobbs comes in. They did not intend to use Dobbs. They just traded for him, and they uh, I'm sure they thought that he was better than Jaron Hall, but because Hall had actually been there, they decided to start Jaron Hall, who, uh, like I said, probably gets uh, knocked out of the game. So Dobbs has to come in, doesn't know anything, doesn't know his players. They pull off a miraculous W over the Falcons, which you just talked about. Uh, 
First man to ever score three touchdowns for two teams in consecutive weeks. That's Josh Dobbs. Man. He is Forrest Gump. And the Vikings are five and four all of a sudden. Yeah. It's the NFC, so anything can happen. Yeah, they're they're right there. It's also that NFC North. Uh, that too. <laughs> uh, so you're surprised of week nine. Uh, I'll tell you what surprised me. Uh, I think it surprised both of us, uh, even though, especially, I know it surprised you. <laughs> I've given this one to the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Clearly surprised God. me. Uh, you locked up Seattle, uh, which is, I mean, that's great that you're feeling it and you had that confidence to do that. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I, I mean, they annihilated Seattle. They allowed them to do nothing. Um Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, two good running backs totaled for 24 yards in that. So they completely stopped what was happening on the ground for Seattle. And that means it's all on the shoulders of, oh, God, Gino Smith. And uh, it wasn't happening for him. And that Baltimore defense smothered them. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, that you didn't have that on your 2023 bingo card of uh, backup running backs to come in and pulls his best Devin H hand and goes uh, <laughs> nine for one thirty eight with a touchdown. That actually, that actually is a very Devin H hand stat line. Yeah. Um, runs all over them. Uh, it gets so bad we get Tyler Huntley in there to throw the only touchdown of the game uh, to Odell Beckham, who showed back just crazy. I mean, they were garbage timing scoring on Seattle. That game was so out of hand. So I don't know what that was from the Seahawks um, who were starting to puff their chest out about how they're the best team in the NFC West. And now they're in first place. and They go to Baltimore and just get completely destroyed. That surprised me. I mean, I know I had Baltimore. I didn't have that. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. They got absolutely how this is what I get for believing and oh God, Geno Smith. That's exactly what I got. So I, I deserve that. Um, so that, that that was my uh, that surprised me. I think that surprised a lot of people. Certainly, and uh, it, it led uh, once again. Uh, we we don't plan these or consult with our awards or anything, but it led perfectly into my letdown because that was indeed. <laughs> If I lose a lock, I don't want to say that's a letdown every week because that's just too you obvious. Didn't just this, lose a lock. I got destroyed. <laughs> uh, I'll give you something. For all the years that we've been doing locks, nobody loses locks <laughs> like this better than you do. Go hard or go home. That's what that's I always. Right. Um, I don't think I put my money uh, where my mouth was in this way. At least there's, I asked least you I to. Bet it, I, I told you. I know. You to, I know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You. You didn't need that. You didn't need that. The extra only thing boost. that would have been worse, if you would have put money on it, Baltimore would have probably scored 50. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing that changed. It would have been a, the next 70-point uh, game. It would have been two 70-point games this season. That's what that would have been. Um, yeah, Geno's been buck 57 and an INT and lost a fumble. Uh, whatever you want to use, passer rating, QBR, eye test, any way you slice it, the Seahawks and Geno Smith got their asses whooped by the Baltimore Ravens, 37-3. Another, another element of that, is it's the Ravens. Just when you trust the Ravens, that's when they usually screw up yep. and, and cough up a game. 
And everyone was giving the Ravens all the love going into this, like, hey, look out for the Ravens. They're one of the better teams, and here's a great matchup with the Seahawks, but let, let's watch what the Ravens do. And I'm like, this that's usually the time where Lamar Jackson busts out, you know, three INTs and a fumble and something like that. But it, it, this is the, a different Ravens this year. This is a great team all around. The offense, of course, looks better, but the defense is what isn't really getting the uh, the, the press that it should be getting. Cause this, uh, again, one of the top two in the yep. league. Cleveland is the only one that's better. Uh, but this particular game against Seattle, the angles and the ferocity and surprise element of all the blitzers from the Ravens, they just completely freaked out Geno Smith. He was seeing ghosts at the at, at one point, <laughs> and they, they they were never a threat. The Seahawks were never a threat that game. The, the Ravens sprung the trap on my lock and, and blew that completely up, and the Ravens aren't under the radar anymore. You warned me. You tried to warn me uh, when I when I made that pick. You, you crapped out and said, man, <laughs> this is not going to go the way you think. Uh, <laughs> so you were all over that. That's true. Uh yeah, you know, and again, so the the Seahawks, quote unquote, first place Seahawks, go to Baltimore and get blown out by thirty four, and I swear the Ravens are still under the radar. Maybe they, they are they... still not getting talked about. Yeah, in that it's still the Chiefs and it's Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and <laughs> it's all you hear about. It's all all you hear about, and the Eagles, right? And that, you know, so you're, you're just hearing about those two Super Bowl teams, and man, you got Baltimore laying the lumber on people. You've got Cincinnati back from the dead. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, by the way, right now is in last place in their division. <laughs> uh, I'm not they, joking. No, Cincinnati, they earned it. With how bad they were they playing did, the first their, month their of the first, year. Their September was just a disaster for them. But nobody is talking about these teams. And, and and I don't get it that you cannot sleep on the Ravens right now because Seattle found out. Absolutely, and and Keaton Mitchell did. Uh, he's the one that announced his presence with authority as well. Yeah, uh, I tell you, Devin, Devin H. H. showed up <laughs> in a Keaton Mitchell. Because who who is this right. guy? And that's a major development potentially because an explosive running back threat is kind of the only missing piece for the Ravens right now. And if they got that with this kid, then, oh man, you, you can really look out for them. Yeah. And what I appreciate from the Ravens, and we have not talked about it, is Lamar is not running. Right. I, I talked all. about it a little bit because that was that game a couple of weeks ago where I was shocked. Oh, you! Uh, it was the show that you weren't here. So my surprise oh. of that week okay. was there was a uh, – whatever game that that was, there was a play in which Lamar had literally 10 seconds in the pocket to, to throw the football. And he used and, the- and at no point in his career has he ever taken that long and actually thrown the football. He always would have taken off by then, and he did not take off. He stood there and waited and waited and waited and actually waited for the, the, the receiver to come over. And I'm pretty sure that was um, uh, the former Eagle, whose name always escapes me, uh, Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. And he actually waited for him to come open and hit him for the touchdown. And I'm like, when have you ever seen Lamar wait? and to actually throw the football instead of taking off. So there is something different going on with that offense. I don't know exactly what, but it, right now, so far, it is absolutely working out. All right. So that was uh, my surprise. So what What let and you that down? That was my letdown. Oh, that was that your was letdown. letdown. So That's my right. letdown, Yes. Uh, I hate to say it, but the Miami Dolphins are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you cannot show up in that. But we both were on them, right, against – all evidence of our eyes, we were still on, and brains. All the evidence says Miami 
is not going to contend with a top-tier opponent. And we were like, man, this is the perfect spot. They're getting the Chiefs in, in, in overseas. Was it Germany? Mm-hmm. They're getting them overseas. It's not a true home game for the Chiefs. This is the perfect setup for Miami to, to, to sort of wash off the filth. And, and beat a team, te- especially beat a team that's beatable. The Chiefs are seven and two, but they are not a perfect team by any stretch. And they and they go out and they let the Chiefs get up twenty-one to nothing on them at halftime. Nothing, zero. Uh, all we hear about this offense, uh, man, they're starting to look like paper champions. And I'm a little worried about the Miami Dolphins because they're going to probably win their eleven, twelve games. They're, you know, they're going to beat up on bad teams. They're going to struggle against them. I hate to tell you what happens when you get to the playoffs. They're all good teams. Not only are they all good teams, but if the Dolphins don't win the division and they have to be on the road, they, they have right. a chance. So not only that, but you get to go play a good team on the road. Right. Uh, I, I was let down by the Dolphins because I, I was really hoping. Because it's, it's just better when the good teams earn it. And, mm-hmm. I, if, yeah, you can put up 70 on the on the Broncos – and then, it, and then you go and get shut out in the first half against the team that you were supposed to be up for. And it, no, I'm not. I'm not impressed with them so far. Um, it's easy to put up the Madden numbers and look good in fantasy, but it doesn't always translate into uh, superstar performance on the field. And uh, they still have Buffalo, only one game behind them right now. And as bad as Buffalo has looked, I, I, I'd still lay odds right now that Buffalo wins that division because I just how do you trust Miami I, I don't know how you trust either team but yeah I, I definitely see your point um, not only 21 nothing to uh, a team that you're supposed to be up for but a team specifically that your star player Tyree Kill is supposed to be up for and, is, and supposed Man, to be, his ex-team his former right. right the team that let him go supposed to be showing y'all hey this is what you're missing and let me show you let me put it on you all day and let you know I, this is what I am, and he, he, he didn't let him know. Uh, it, it was uh, it was a weird game. Um, yeah, eight for eight for sixty two with the big fumble. Uh, right. That's that's not showing. Uh, that's not showing up. That's not putting in work. Nobody put in work. He was their leading receiver. Right. You know who no, the Chiefs' any... leading receiver was without looking? Uh, no, I have no Noah idea. I, I, it, oh. <laughs> Thirty. 34 yards for Noah Gray was their leading receiver, and they won that yeah. game. And that's the thing is, is the Dolphins' defense is kind of underrated too. They they could have easily won that game. The, the Chiefs yeah. won any great shakes on offense at all. No, the Chiefs have been skating. Uh, that's my only concern for the Chiefs is uh, we talk about the Chiefs and how they start seasons. I, I I'm still waiting for that start <laughs> to to really turn in, you know, like, kick it in, get, well, okay, guys, this, when's it going to happen? Because the offense is, is bad, and I don't think they really did much for themselves uh, at the deadline. of Nicole Hardman, three for ten, okay. That, that's my thing. Is uh, they? I think they went into that game third in the league in passing, the Chiefs did, and they came out of that game third in the league in passing. I don't know how Mahomes is doing this. Yeah, I well, have no idea. Clayton Toon and Danny DeVito <laughs> and <laughs> shall I go on? <laughs> I, there's always been terrible quarterbacks. No, it's bad this year, though. I know. But but it, it, Mahomes really is making some chicken salad out there. It's not perfect, obviously, but 
uh, the fact that he's even doing what he's doing is, is unbelievable with, with the crew that he's got. And, and yeah, the Dolphins could have easily taken that one. So, yeah, I, I uh, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly endorse the letdown factor of the Dolphins because I we both expected them to, to show up a lot better than they did. But, yeah, it's, it's becoming obvious. If they're not – Right there at home in their comfort zone in Miami Gardens, they're they're kind of they're a little fraudulent right now. You got to call it. Uh, from there, right, we'll move on to uh, some, some struggling. Uh, I I couldn't decide between the Cardinals and the Giants, so fuck it, both of them. Both of terrible. them. Terrible. <laughs> I was almost with you on this. <laughs> they're bad. I think the Giants are the worst team in the league. I know they have two wins, but. They're setting football back right now. Uh, and you talked about Cleveland, of course, destroying Arizona. The uh, Sean Watson played and did well, which shows you how terrible the, the Cardinals are. That you got to be struggling if Deshaun Watson actually decides to show up and play a whole game uh, and, and and does something in the game. Three twenty six to fifty eight in total yardage for that game. Three twenty six to fifty eight. Oi. That should have been our lack of the year, actually, uh, for both of us. Um, or the, Ra- the Raiders over the Giants should have been our lack of the year. That, that's the strongest dead cat bounce that I've ever seen, I think. Like, they came out like a whole different team for, for Antonio Pierce and just yeah. killed the Giants. Uh, and, and poor Danny Dimes finally breaks down for good, running away from all the pressure and tears his ACL, so he's finished uh, for the year. Um, oh, that was just hard to watch. So yeah, Danny DeVito was the man for for going forward. He's they, there's no choice. You can't just throw swing passes for the entire game. He is the man. He is the quarterback. Uh, and Brian Dable actually has to coach him up uh, at least a little. So uh, I I don't know who's more struggling, the the Cards or the Giants. That's a perfect. Both they both are. <laughs> both of them struggling. I'll tell you who's uh, struggling. George Pickens. Is struggling. Uh, George Pickens again. Uh, boy, he goes. Uh, who was the receiver? Was it Elijah Moore? Was he the guy last year who complained after a win? Um, oh yeah, for the Jets. Yeah, 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 yeah. We remember. And George Pickens goes after a win on yeah. Thursday night and starts complaining. Uh, feed me, you know. And oh my God, well, that was, I wasn't talking about. My team, uh, what? <laughs> he's complaining, and, and not only that, he's complaining after one of the worst incompletions that you'll ever see from an NFL wide receiver in the end zone, where George mm-hmm. Pickens gets only one foot down, where he had, I'm not kidding, about eight feet <laughs> to get the second foot down. And he's complaining. So Gotta Deontay Johnson more. gets the game-winning touchdown. I guess he needed more, man. He would not fit well in Jacksonville because all those throws are right on the back line. (laughs) Um, Yeah, perfect throw from Kenny Smallhands right to George Pickens. He gets the catch in stride, first foot down, takes such a long second stride, almost like he leapt out of bounds. And all he had to do was stop a little short, drag the toe. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was back in college and then has the balls after doing something like that to go on social media and complain. Uh, man, what what is with the Pittsburgh wide receivers? Because the week before it was Deontay Johnson. You guys yeah. just need to shut the hell up and play some football. George Pickens is struggling. 
Uh, and they're going to get uh, Mike Tomlin mad and, and make him do something that they really are going to regret. Because right now he's just – I love his response uh, when they asked him about this situation. He described George Pickens as, quote, a pebble in my shoe, unquote. So mm. he's like, man, I, I ain't even concerned with Joe ass right now. He's just dismissing him outright, which is perfect. But if you keep that up, yeah. something's going to change. He's not going to just dismiss him as a pebble. Eventually you yeah. get that pebble out of your shoe because it's just knowing you too much. So yeah. they, they better watch their mouth up. Well, when you go when you go two for minus one uh, yeah. on five targets, but one of those targets was a slam dunk touchdown <laughs> that only that your boneheaded ass didn't make because mm-hmm. you couldn't drag a toe or, like I said, even just step short. I mean, eight feet to get right. that second foot down, it, it, that's inconscionable. You can't do that in the NFL. They got you subs that you actually cussed with your kids in in, in short range, possibly there. They actually made you say something that you didn't want to say. I couldn't believe it's it. Been, how, you can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do that. You are a pro wide, and then you complain after that. After you show your ass like that, then you complain. <laughs> hey, they, they, they got to feed them more. That's the, the whole Man, problem. Feed me. Got to feed them more. Shut the hell. Up. <laughs> oh, now you really got to watch your mouth for this. Yo, WTF. Uh, the Blake Martinez saga. Have you heard about this? Damn it. I, I hate you. <laughs> God. Really? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this is mine. George Clooney. You been reading about all that? You been seeing that? George Clooney. been seeing this whole Blake Martinez thing? I guess you have because you were going to go to I mean, it's, Come on, man. It's, it's, it's your account on a couple of levels. It's a former Packer, and it's concerning Pokemon, which I didn't He's know anything about any scammer. of this stuff. Yeah. He's a Pokemon I didn't know scammer. I had to go there because, you know, my son is like, yeah. you know, Mr. Pokemon and has his channel and does all that stuff. And here's this here's this guy swindling children selling <laughs> Pokemon cards. They, they, uh, they actually ban his account. And yep. then after all that, he goes, I think I'm going to go back to the NFL now. <laughs> uh, how do we, ha- how do we both have this? I had, I didn't, I didn't even know you heard about it. And I didn't know you were going to use that as your WTF at all. Had no clue. <laughs> well, I know you didn't because we do zero show prep. Right. That's why as soon as you went there, I was like, I thought I had a good one here. It oh bad. my God. Are you serious? So we just completely shot each other with the uh, yeah. with the, the yeah, best we're doing of the Spider Man meme right now. Right. With with the he is him with CJ Stroud and then we wrapped yeah. it up perfectly with the Blake Martinez saga. <laughs> uh so let me see Go if there's any it. any other details I can fill in that you didn't do. Former decent oh, linebacker with, with with several teams, uh, including up there in Green Bay with you. Retired young at age twenty seven. Turns out he was investing in uh, – got to get Cute Factor 2 ready to fill in the details. I didn't know anything about this. A Pokemon trading card uh, company yeah. claimed, to, claimed to be making $11 million a year doing that. Well, there's a reason for that because he was allegedly – Allegedly. Fixing live bets so that no one could win his energy packs. Again, I don't know what this means. Uh, swapping out high-level packs for low-level packs. Uh, and, and and not shipping out orders, and it's all allegedly. Ah. And ultimately, his company was banned from the marketplace. Well, yeah. What's a disgraced footballer to do? I'll tell you what. 
sign with one of the worst teams in the league and start your comeback story. Carolina Panthers. What the fuck was that? Man, I guess the Carolina Panthers has got to catch them all, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I can't believe we had the same one for that. That's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> uh, did I miss any details, or is that about it? No, that, that you got it. Uh, yeah, you, you basically retired from the NFL. I believe at one point he said he made three three million dollars in a year. Was the last time I heard heard anything was the number I had heard, and he's like, "This is what he's doing now." And, and sure, there's money to be had there if you're doing it legitimately. Um, but there's more money to be had if you do if you do it illegitimately. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And, what's uh, better, yeah, what's better than the, some money? Comes the more Bernie money. Madoff of Pokemon and. Yeah, yeah, and then can't it gets busted and says, "Well, I, I guess I'm only good at two things, you know, hitting people and scamming kids out of Pokemon cards. So I might as well go back to doing the other one because I got busted doing the the scam." So yeah, what? Yeah, w, the old WTF man, Blake Martinez. Yeah, I'm glad. Wow, how often do we both have the same one in that category? <laughs> um, the same one off the field. We both decided to go off the field to that story. Incredible. Yeah. As soon as you as soon as the words Blake Martinez came out of your mouth, I was like, damn man. Seriously. I thought this was so far off the reservation for you that you wouldn't have had it. So. I, I just saw the story and I'm like, What? Okay, yeah. what? Because I remember Blake Martinez. He was he was good. He was good. He was pretty good. I think he was the Packers leading tackler one season. Right. And then the story I'm reading this week is he's basically said, this hurts, I'm, I keep getting hurt, and why would I do this when I have this other thing I can do where I make a lot of money and don't get hurt? And that makes perfect sense until they say you're a scammer and they kick you out of the marketplace, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll go back to the thing that hurts then. Okay. Wow. What 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 a crazy, crazy story, and even crazier that we both had it as our WTF. I don't know what to go, where to go from there. Um so let's just get out and and get ready for week ten. We will have your picks uh, for the rest for the rest of week ten uh, in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to in much less detail the podcast, not on the radio, but only here on the website blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLD Dre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening.
It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. And I'm back. Am I still on? You are. Okay. Uh, went to go get a little drink, and I guess I made it back just in the nick of time. All right. The setup for Week 10, the rest of Week 10, is, of course, we made our had our Thursday night game. We both uh, missed out on that. The, the we hook got, got, we got hooked. The Chicago Bears do not deserve to be favored by any by three and a half over anybody, and they proved it by beating the Carolina Panthers by three in one of the worst games you will ever watch. Um, and then Sunday morning, this game is apparently trying to outdo it because uh, I think that was 7-3 um, in favor of the Colts uh, an hour ago when we started this show. It's still 7-3. And it's still 7-3 in the third quarter. Uh, so Jay has got the Colts in that one, minus one and a half, and I've got the Patriots. So I'm hoping for a, a miraculous rally back for a touchdown or even a field goal because then they would lose by one. Uh, and with that, the rest of – Week 10 stateside is what you're waiting to hear us pick. So let's do that right now. The uh, Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to start us off. And this is a really interesting matchup to me. The Texans are now 4-4 four four after that uh, C.J. Stroud comeback where he is him last week. And the Cincinnati Bengals are 5-3 and three, uh, as they continue their climb from the cellar and their undertaker move. Uh, Houston one and three on the road since he three and one at home. A lot of injury uh, news for this one that may affect what happens. Uh, wide receiver Nico Collins is out for the Texans with a calf injury. Safety CJ uh, CJ uh, Jimmy Ward rather uh, has a hammy and he's also out uh, along with Damian Pierce the running back again. But Cincinnati's injury news might be even more interesting. T Higgins is down with a bad hammy. The other receiver Jamar Chase has got a bad back. I think he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be any good. I think the way they were talking in the middle of the week was that he might miss this game, but then they saw T. Higgins go down with a hammer. He's like, uh, Jamar, you're, you're better. You're okay. You're going to be able to play. So he'll be out there, but he might be a little bit of a decoy. Um, and then their uh, edge rusher, Sam Hubbard, they got a real good combination uh, edge rushers there with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, but Hubbard is out for this game with an ankle injury. So with all of those injuries, uh, the Texans are still the underdog. They are plus six at the Bengals. Yeah, it's still, it feels like a lot of points when you consider everything as far as, you know, where Cincinnati's at, where Houston's at, with the in, all the injuries, although the number has come down a bit. Um, when I picked this game at 7.30 this morning, it was 6.5. So that shows oh. you that the number has moved already. Uh, I'm guessing this is a live line for you right now? Um, I, may, I got these uh, as of about... Uh, what, what time would they start the show? Nine. So this Nine. is about 7.45 yeah. this morning. So there's so been, there's been movement lines. towards Houston, yeah. which makes sense that, that some of that money coming in late with the injury situation and, and all that is going to start coming in towards uh, Houston, uh, which makes it even better for me because I've got Cincinnati. Um, I think that Cincinnati, we're, we're talking about that, that Undertaker move of theirs, and they're just rising from the dead. And after, and this is that rookie roller coaster that cj stroud is on yeah after you go for 470 and five cutties not a this isn't where you want to go after a game like that 
<laughs> um, that nobody's springing any traps on Cincinnati. Uh, they're clearly the better team. I understand that Jamar Chase is is banged up, but I don't think he's going to be a decoy because it's been proven for Burrow that when T. Higgins isn't there, Jamar Chase becomes his go-to guy. I also think we might see a lot of Joe Mixon mixed into the passing game. And he's still got Tyler Boyd and Trenton Irwin. I think they're going to be just fine in the passing attack because Joe Burrow, is, he's starting to become him again as well. I'm a little worried for, in this spot, missing pieces on the road after that enormous game. No, but nowhere to go but down for them after this. I'm going to take the Bengals and, and give the six. Uh, when you bring up uh, Tyler Boyd and, and Trenton Irwin as the yeah. other pieces to fill in for the it, Bengals, I, I, make I, know, work. I know Joe Burrow is trying to be him again, but I, I don't know if he can be him with those as his, his leading receivers. And I, Like I said, I'm still skeptical about Jamar Chase's uh, health. He, he went down hard on his back in that last game, and I, I get the feeling if uh, T. Higgins were able to play that uh, they might – sit back Jamar Chase for one week and give him a chance to, to heal up. Uh, but combine that with I'm really feeling C.J. Stroud, clearly. Uh, I'm feeling the Texans' momentum. I'm not feeling how beat up the Bengals' receivers are. I'm not feeling that six-point line. I think Houston's going to win the game. I'm oh, locking no. up the Houston Texans. I'm all over. Okay. Let's go Texans. Thirty-seven I, to three? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I can't do that two weeks here. in a row. I, I you can't. earned it. You earned, earned it. You earned I, it. That that that's what you got to go on, folks. I can't be that bad at my lock two weeks in a row. I can't. I just can't. Uh, that that's true. The odds say I can't. So that that's what that's what I'm going with. Uh, but no, I, I'm 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 really feeling uh, Stroud, and I, re- I was really impressed last week. Obviously, so I'm gonna. Go ahead and take Houston. Like I said, the Cincinnati receivers being beat up like that, that's a, that plays a huge part in it, in it as well. I, it just has a bad feeling. It's like a big tornado. Like, this, is, this feels like that game last year where Joe Mixon out of nowhere had like five touchdowns in the first half. Do you remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> it was like his well, one game last year. I, I've got a feeling that there's something weird since – I'm just – yeah, I'm glad we disagree on this one. I can't believe you locked this up. Wow. I can't either. Uh, the Bengals are dead last now in running. It used to be the Raiders, and now it's the Bengals. So if Mixon has that game in him, good luck. Let's see it, but I, I don't see that happening. Uh, from there, New Orleans and Minnesota are both 5-4. and four. Uh, Every man, Josh Dobbs, of course, is getting the start now. Forrest Gump uh, at quarterback for Minnesota, and he actually got to watch his play, his teammates in the, in the playbook and see the plays and, and all of that. So. Uh, should be a, a much better experience for him. Although last week, you know, with the adrenaline just coming in cold, maybe that made all the difference. Uh, Saints are three and two on the road. Vikings only one and three at home. Uh, of course, the Vikings lost another uh, offensive starter to an Achilles injury after Kirk Cousins. That was bad enough. So then they lose a running back Cam Akers as well. Um, and KJ Osborne is dumplings, and he's not going to play in this game either. Uh, for New Orleans, I think Michael Thomas is still scheduled to play. I hadn't checked the news lately, but uh, he, he auditioned for quarterback Friday night. He got arrested for throwing a brick through somebody's window. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, we might be talking about him next week. <laughs> very well, might be. Uh, Saints with all that are still the uh, favorite over Josh Dobbs. They give two and a half at the Vikings. Good luck figuring out either one of these teams, man. Uh, you, they, the, the Vikings lose Justin Jefferson and somehow get better 
Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, we get Josh Dobbs, who, I mean, you could do a lot worse uh, than, than, than him. You know, I, God, who was their backup? I, I don't even remember who they were looking at throwing out there. It was so bad. And he got hurt. Was that Jaron Hall? Yeah, the kid got concussed as soon as, uh, as, soon as the game you know, started. And Josh Dobbs seems like he knows what he's doing. He's got he's, he can run. He seems like he's got the X factor vibe going on in this game. Where I just don't know what to make of New Orleans. They're a team that moves the ball a lot, but they don't score enough points for as much offense as they seem to be putting up. So I don't know if they are, you know, gagging it up once they get inside the red zone. They're trying to get a little too cute. You know, that's all of a sudden becomes Taysom Tebow time. I just don't get the vibe from the Saints this week. I'm going to take the Vikings here as the home dog. I know all about the Taysom Tebow vibe because I've had him as my fantasy tight end the last two weeks, and he's going off. He, he does yeah. this. You know he has those those stretches about three or four weeks where he can't stay out of the end zone, whether it's running or catching it or throwing it. Uh, and he did all of that last week. He uh, threw a touchdown, and, and I think he ran one in too. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a factor. As much as we make fun of it, that is an absolute big factor when you have a guy on the field that you don't know what the hell he's going to do when he comes in and he's capable of being decent at all of those things. Not great, obviously, but he's, he can throw the ball a little. He's better throwing it than uh, Tim Tebow is, for God's sake. He's much better at that. Um, yeah, uh, Dobbs getting that start. Uh, he goes from wild scenario to wild scenario. Is that enough to topple the Saints without Justin Jefferson, without K.J. Osborne? I think that's just asking a little too much. So I'm, I'm going to take the Saints and give the two and a half. This game this morning, it's getting worse and worse. Uh-oh. Not only, not only the next. What's going on here? Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, you actually, oh, you actually want to say hello? You want to hear you? Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. You uh, get to spend that money I gave you? No, I haven't. I spent some of it. Oh, okay. What, what'd you get? Um, a stuffed animal. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else you think you're gonna spend it on? Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know why I asked. <laughs> of course. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, en- enjoy your Pokemon. I will. All right. All right, kid. Good to, good to hear from you. Bye. Bye. See you next Sunday. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's trying to cut promos for next next week. Okay. Or Saturday. Or, or Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure all that out. The, the, the next week after that, Thanksgiving week, that's going to be wild. Um that, that's the one where I'm down. Uh, I'm up in Chicago for the whole week, so I don't know exactly how we're going to figure all that out. But it we'll might be. To, uh, we might be just. We'll just have to squeeze in something. Yeah, we might be doing a lot of on the fly stuff there. Uh, where was I? Um, oh, this stupid game. Um, not only did Mac Jones just try like a desperation yeah. shovel pass that almost got picked, uh, but then it left the Patriots with like a really short. I want to say thirty-five, yeah, thirty-five yard field, field goal that they yacked. And he missed it. Yeah. Pushed, pushed it, it right. This game is terrible. Um, so, yeah. Moving on. Packers, uh, Steelers. Green Bay at 3-5. and five, Pittsburgh at 5-3. and three. I don't know how they're doing it, but there's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have indeed gotten outgained in every one of their wins. Every one of them. I don't know how they do it. 
Uh, Green Bay one and three on the road. Steelers three and two at home. Green Bay's got defensive issues. Jair Alexander, the cornerback, is out with a shoulder injury. Uh, the best tackler, Quay Walker, is out with a groin injury. Uh, and the Steelers have no Minka Fitzpatrick. Their safety is down with a hamstring injury. Uh, cop out line for this one. Packers are plus three at the Steelers. Smells pushy as hell, uh, but I'm still going to go ahead and I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. Not a good setup for the Packers being banged up in the backfield, uh, defensive backfield at all. Uh, yeah, you can't be missing Jair Alexander. You're going up against George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. I think those guys are just going to get peppered with targets, and I think Pittsburgh kind of just outlasts the Packers here. It, it feels low scoring. I love the under on this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Love under pressure from T.J. Watt for the whole game isn't going to look very good as well. So I'm going to take the Steelers here at home. The Packers were smart last week, but this is a tough spot. Uh, and they very well may outgain the Steelers, and the Steelers will win again. <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, we talked about Pickens popping off on social media and Mike Tomlin saying, son, just yeah. just be quiet. Um, I think it might be the squeaky wheel gets to grease situation. They might get him more involved and, and actually get, uh, try to placate him and make him happy a little bit. Um, I, uh, Tomlin basically is telling him to, and, and Jair Alexander, if he was out there, would basically be saying the same thing too uh, to, to George Pickens. They'd be telling him to do the Earl Weaver, I think. Go fuck yourself. But they're not out there. So since Shire isn't there, I'm going to agree and take the Steelers and say that Pickens uh, has a nice day. So pick him up yeah. on your, your daily fantasy. Yeah, Kenny Pickett will just have to make sure he throws him the ball 20 feet inbounds <laughs> so that he can get that second foot down. Got to do what you got to do. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are both 3-5, and five, but Tennessee hasn't won at all on the road. They're 0-5 on the road, uh, and Tampa only 1-3 at home themselves. Uh, it is official. The Tanny Show has officially been canceled. We've been talking about it for years and years and years. Uh, it is indeed Mayo Boy at quarterback uh, Will Levis going forward for the Titans. Uh, he will not have Traylon Burks. Uh, he has dumplings this week. Uh, but Tampa Bay's got all sorts of injuries in their defensive backfield, all sorts of cornerbacks beat up for them. In uh, this one, Tennessee is the two-and-a-half-point dog at the Buccaneers. I tell you what, uh if you're Will Levis watching tape this week, you got to be salivating, right? After watching all those C.J. Stroud throws and knowing what Will Levis's arm is capable of and some of the throws that he was making uh, the last couple of games that he's played against Atlanta. And then some of the I, – I was more impressed with his throws against Pittsburgh because he was doing that in the, in, in the teeth of pressure. Um, but I think Tampa ekes this one out. Uh, I think this game goes over. Uh, we definitely have a 30, we have a 39 points. I think this is one of the games that has shootout potential. Tampa's defense has regressed. Uh, CJ Stroud showed us that. And Tennessee has been the same juggernaut on the ground. They've been getting gashed on the ground quietly here these last several games. So this could be a Rashad white type game and will Levis eaten up in the secondary. I, I think last team with the ball kind of wins this one. So I'm going to take Tampa and a very slim margin. Well, we've been looking at the uh, metrics and, and the trends. Uh, you know, this time of the year is when I start really getting into my trends and what teams are uh, improving and, and getting worse at uh, from earlier in the year to now. And you're absolutely right. Indeed, the, the Titans' run defense has gotten worse in the last few weeks. 
but the Buccaneers pass defense as illustrated by last week has gotten way mm-hmm. worse uh, yeah. in the last few weeks. They are now uh, next to last in pass defense uh, yards per game in the league. <laughs> I wonder how much they jumped last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can grab the sheet from last week and see where I, where they were before that Houston I game. I got a feeling that 470 and, and five tutties uh, moves you a little bit. <laughs> Uh, they were 26 three weeks ago. They were 28th last week, and after last week, they're now 31st. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so rapid however you wanna, Yeah, however you want to slice it, that's called going the wrong way. So I'm, I'm going to believe in, in Mayo Boy, Will Levis, and I'm going to go with the with the Titans in this one. Um, and I would like the Bucks to take advantage of the rookie QB on the road, but I don't trust Baker to capitalize despite the uh, – the, they, they smoked Houston last week. Uh, and they put up 37 and lost. Right. They, they did some damage to the Texans, absolutely, but I, I don't trust Baker to do that two weeks in a row. I guess I trust Levis more than, than Baker at this point, so I'm, I'm taking the Titans. Uh, here's one that should be really compelling, the 49ers and the Jaguars. First of all, they're both coming off a bye, which yeah. I, I ran a little on a little rant on the show that you weren't here that if I were commissioner, this would be like one of the first things I'd do is just every team – that's on by just, just arrange the schedule where they're playing each other the next week. That's the only fair thing to do with these buys as far as I'm concerned. Cause otherwise, why would you ever, I don't, I don't understand how you have a team that's off a of buy playing another team that just played the week before. That's not even close to fair. Just, I, I don't know how it's, how hard it is to arrange that, but just make sure whoever's what divisions playing each other, just match up their bye week so that they're all playing each other when they come off of their buy. That's what I would do anyway. Uh, 49ers are five and three, two and two on the road. Jags are six and two. I only consider them one and two at home because that home game they won uh, in in London. I, I don't I don't count that. Uh, anyway, Debo's back for the 49ers. Hide your chains. Debo's back, um, and Chase Young joins them. Oh, by the way, remember Chase Young is a 49er. He gets to join uh, that defense and rush rush to pass around the other edge uh, on the other side of Nick Bosa, which is just disgusting. That that should not have uh, that trade shouldn't have happened. The, the commissioner should have banned that one. Uh, for the Jags, cornerback Tyson Campbell will return for them from his hamstring injury. Uh, in this one, the Niners are considered the faves despite their struggles. The three-game losing streak Niners are three-point favorites at the Jaguars. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder. You know, sometimes the things that we see with Vegas and these odds and what they're looking at, and you can take a five and three, they've lost three in a row, and they're going on the road to a six-win Jaguars team who's looked pretty impressive this year. Uh, they'd be seven and one if their receivers could keep their feet in bounds. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but they still are giving points on the road. And I'm still... I'm not locking it up, but I have calculated the odds of the Niners losing four in a row at virtually zero. <laughs> um, they are going to win this game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has had two weeks to draw some things up. They're getting healthy. They're going to have McCaffrey. They're going to have Debo. They're going to actually have all their pieces together. Ayuk, Kittle. Uh, feels like the first time in a while that that squad has been completely healthy. Uh, we get two weeks now removed three weeks now removed for Brock Purdy from that concussion. Uh, I think that that just sets up well. And they add Chase Young to the team. I like San Francisco to to sort of right the ship here because this is almost starting to feel like, I hate to say it, you don't want to go to five and four. You don't want to be outside looking in for a team that was supposed to have Super Bowl hopes. 
So the Niners need to get their act together here, and I think they do it on the road. Jacksonville, it's a weird place to go play. Weird stuff happens there. So why can't the Niners just go there and lay the lumber to the Jags? I think everyone is is believing that same thing. I think that's why this number is where it is. is yeah. The, the Jaguars should not be underdogs in this game. The way the Niners no. have played and the way the Jags have played, they should not be home dogs, but they are. And I think it's just most people believe the same thing, that the Niners need this. Uh, the Jags are, are a little fraudulent. Maybe they're not as good as their record indicates. And San Fran gets Debo back and they get Chase Young and they, they need – to, to step up in this spot and, and come off the bye and show, hey, we're we're back. We're, we we know what's going on. We know what's wrong. We fixed what we needed to fix uh, in the bye week as far as the offense goes. Uh, and, and Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy need this uh, to show you know, that everyone talking about Brock Purdy now after this three-game losing streak, oh, what's wrong with Brock Purdy? Maybe he's not the answer. Maybe he was you know fool's gold all this time and just getting lucky and, and the product of the system and all that. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot uh, on the line for San Francisco to sort of prove themselves and, and step back up. Uh, getting Debo back is a massive plus for, for them to be able to do that. Um, despite it feeling kind of trappish, I'm going to concur with everybody else and with you and, and take the Niners and give the three. Uh, they, they definitely need this. All right, Cleveland-Baltimore, this is the one. The uh, defensive battle of the ages. Definitely get the unders ready for this one. Cleveland at five and three, Baltimore at seven and two. Uh, Cleveland one and two on the road, Baltimore three and one at home. Uh, Browns will be missing both starting offensive tackles. That's not a good situation to play the Baltimore Ravens. Jedrick Wills and Dewan Jones are both down for the Browns. For Baltimore, they get safety Marcus Williams back from a hamstring injury, but Keaton Mitchell, the superstar fantasy pickup of last weekend, uh, he picked up a hammy during practice this week. I think he's not. I don't think he's deactivated. Uh, but I don't know if he's something you, you should count on to have another game like he had last week. So just keep an eye out for that. Uh, Browns are the big dogs here, uh, plus six and a half at the Ravens. And I'm on board. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to give the points, uh, mainly because I I fear for the Browns to keep up offensively with Baltimore. Both teams are going to be excellent defensively, uh, but I'm worried – that that offense is still sputtering. I know they looked good against Arizona last week, but they didn't do much, right? Arizona just sucked. Uh, The Ravens are proving that that they can come at you multiple ways. They've got the battering ram back there with Gus Edwards. Lamar has not had to use his legs. Might be a spot for him to do it. Um, They're they're good in the passing game, which, God, how everything has improved with them, and their defense has been very quietly efficient. I fear for the Cleveland offense to be able to move off. Cleveland hangs around in this game. It's going to be defensive score or special teams shenanigans, that type of stuff. I think Baltimore just kind of goes out there, proves that they're the class of the division, and uh, puts the puts the Browns away here. Yeah. Uh, that first game, uh, by the way, that they played in week four, uh, Baltimore 28, Cleveland 3 uh, in, in Cleveland. Uh, she'll forever be known as the DTR game. The Don, the uh, mm. what was his name? Dorian Thompson Robinson. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Put him on uh, the list of. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, a terrible quarterback. You're talking about games to put uh, all the footage and fire it into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's another one. Um, just just awful. Uh, so obviously, with him not being there for for Cleveland under center, they have a chance. They did not have a chance with him. 
uh, as, as the quarterback. Those two defenses have been absolutely spectacular, one and two in yardage per game allowed, the Browns uh, and the Ravens. Got to trust the Ravens, though, at home. Yeah, they're, uh, they're – I, I know trusting the Ravens can be a fool's errand, but, yeah, they've been doing it all this year. They, they look absolutely – like a complete team. Um, I, I doubted them last week and got bitch slapped. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I think W has some uh, advice on me uh, letting that happen. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting fooled again. I'm, I'm not going against the Ravens. I'm not locking up the Browns or anything like that. I couldn't do that anyway. So I will uh, take Baltimore and give the six and a half. Uh, time for the late afternoon action. Uh, Atlanta, Arizona. Falcons at four and five. Cardinals at one and eight and falling uh, precipitously. Uh, although they get their actual quarterback now, uh, Kyler Murray's uh, season debut. Um, and they get the running back James Conner back too from a knee injury. Uh, for Atlanta, more beer man under center uh, for them. Uh, they get Drake London back as receiver from a groin injury, but they lose Mac Hollins. He's going to be out with an ankle injury. Uh, Falcons are to the uh, slight favorite despite that uh, minus one and a half at the Cardinals. I don't – God, let's see. I can't trust Arthur Smith, and can I pick the Cardinals? <laughs> oh, God. Got to trust one or the should, other. You, they, this, should be, this should be a Falcons romp, but it's not going to be. They are going to lose this game. I'm going to take oh. Kyler Murray coming back. He's got the fresh legs. He's healthy. He's got his. He's got. They've got the running back back. Uh, yeah, I, I could absolutely see Arizona's offense doing enough to stymie Atlanta here, who seems perfectly content with doing stupid stuff, kicking field goals. Um, you know, getting positive. Yeah, that that Minnesota game ruined me for what because that was a game, another game where they absolutely should have put up forty points. Somehow found a way to to, to crap away a lead late to a quarterback. Oh, didn't know the other guys' names on the team. <laughs> so yeah, Kyler Murray coming back. I think that's a, a shot in the arm for Arizona here. I think that's good enough for them at home here to to sneak away a win that they don't deserve. I don't trust Kyler Murray. I think if he played, if he was that type of quarterback to be a shot in the arm, then uh, Cliff Kingsbury would have never got fired in the first place. I think Kyler Murray has got a lot of questions to answer. He's got a lot to prove. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to prove it in his very first game back. The Falcons defense that you talked about, the high-paid defense from the offseason, uh, they're not bad at all. They're, they're pretty good this year, uh, and, and I, don't, I think they can sign me uh, whatever Kyler Murray would have up his sleeve. I'd say this would be cards all day in September, back when they were you know full of moxie and led the league in guts and, and knocked off the uh, the Cowboys, uh, and Desmond Ritter was struggling. Uh, I, I would have Arizona with you all day uh, uh, last month, couple months ago, but now I got to go Dirty Birds. Uh, Kyler's first game, I don't, I think he's going to be rusty, um, and the cards, whatever mojo they had, whatever fight they had, has clearly been expired and extinguished. So I'm definitely going to go. Uh, Atlanta here. Yeah, this should, this should be a route. You know in your mind this should be a two-touchdown win for the Falcons, and, I, and I'm and i going to say that it will be a two-touchdown win for the Falcons. Uh, Detroit and the Clippers, the Lions at 6-2 and two coming off their bye. Uh, the L.A. Chargers at 4-4. Four and four. 
Detroit three and one on the road. Clippers two and two at home. David Montgomery returning for the Lions uh, from his rib injury to mix in the backfield there with Jameer Gibbs. Uh, for the Clippers, they keep losing wide receiver weapons. Now Josh Palmer and his knee is on injured reserve uh, next to Mike Williams, who's out for the season, of course. Uh, Lions are the favorite here, minus three at the Chargers. Boy, who, who would have thought we'd be week 10 and we'd have the Lions road dogs, I mean road favorites at the Chargers. I mean, yeah. going to play Justin Herbert and we're the road favorites, the Detroit Lions, and I'm going to tell you what, they have absolutely earned it. They're the better team. Uh, they're going to probably – they play some bully ball on defense. They're going to – who knows what they're going to come up with on offense. Now they've got both of their running backs in the stable, so they can run Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, that, geez, uh, Jared Goff against that secondary. I mean, this could be the Amon Rob Brown show. Uh, Sam Laporta. Man, there's so much to like about what Detroit is doing right now. Uh, not, and they're not getting a ton of pub. You know, it helps – doesn't help them that, they, that we didn't see them last week. So it feels like we haven't seen the Lions play for a while. Uh, I think they go to the Chargers and light them up. I'm going to take the Lions here. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of look at Detroit and go, obviously they were the darling team in the offseason. Oh, look out for the Lions this year. I think everybody's just kind of st- uh, sitting back and saying, okay, everybody else is doing what they're doing, and there's the Lions, and they're they're six and 6-2. They're kind of doing what we expected them to do. We thought they were, they were going to come in and be a, a top team this year, a tough team. Uh, we know they haven't played that too many people. Their, their schedule is not so, you know, huge, uh, not very tough, but they're doing what they're supposed to do against the teams uh, that they're playing. So we're going to just kind of sit back and watch them put up these, these W's and get to 12, 13, 14 wins, whatever they're going to get to. Um, and then we'll see in the playoffs. I, I get that vibe when I listen to, I guess, my football experts shows, the favorite ones I listen to is that, the, the the consensus on the line seems to be that's nice that's good that's cute Let, let's see them in the playoffs let's see what happens when uh, when, when the actual uh, games again, again against the good teams you know we talked about with the Dolphins when they have to play good teams let's see what happens then um, ankle biters off the bye should eat the Chargers uh, in SoFi I will concur and <laughs> give the three well, I like how you crapped all over them and then yeah they're gonna win I wasn't trying to crap on them. I was just saying that this seems like the, the, the consensus is that's cute. Let's see what happens when they play real teams. Okay. Not that they're bad. Just, let, let's see. Just wait and see. Uh, and, the, and the Chargers are not one of those good teams. All right. Speaking of not good teams, Giants-Cowboys. Here it is, folks. The biggest spread of the year. If you're one of those big spread lovers, you have to decide if this is the one you want to put your bankroll on and spend all your money. This spread keeps going up and up and up. I don't remember exactly where it was earlier in the week, but it wasn't here. Uh, but the two and seven giants with, with Danny DeVito uh, as their quarterback, Danny Dimes is done. Uh, his season's over. Now Dable has to coach up Danny DeVito. Doesn't have a choice. Uh, the giants are plus 17 and a half because 17 wasn't enough at the five and three Dallas Cowboys. Here, here's the most amazing stat from this game that the Cowboys are 17-and-a-half-point favorites in a game with a 38-and-a-half-point total. That is pretty awesome. Like, they don't do the, the math on that. score. <laughs> I do the math on that. I believe that gives the Giants an implied total of 10. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, they're not getting there. So I'm taking the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to probably win this game and cover, and you can take the under comfortably. <laughs> This has this has got like 
you know, 31 to 3 vibes all over it. This is going to be, I'm not even locking it up because that's just a huge number. And you never, all it takes is a blocked punt or some garbage time shenanigans. I'm not taking the lock on this. I've locked up big numbers like this in the past. I'm not doing it, but it's it's not enough. The the Cowboys should absolutely romp. They might have this covered by halftime. Yeah, there's a couple of different factors that kind of tug and push and pull at you. You you hesitate to lock up any huge number concerning the Dallas Cowboys because it's the Dallas Cowboys, and they love to shoot themselves in the foot, as we just saw last week against the Eagles. At the same time, you would look at – and also another fact, it's a division game, and you always kind of raise your eyebrow at huge spreads for any division game. But at the same time, you look at this particular matchup, it was the same division game uh, in New York uh, on Sunday night to lead off the season. And what happened in that one? 40 40 to nothing. To nothing. And that was with that was with Danny Dimes. That was with Danny Dimes. That was Grand Gano got a field goal blocked into a touchdown, and the the, the race was on, the route was on, and the Giants never uh, competed. Um, and and something similar might happen here. Yeah, there's just too many factors to say. Yeah, definitely, uh, all your money on the Cowboys minus seventeen and a half. Uh, am I picking them with you to win by three scores at least? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the I'll, I'll take the the Cowboys and give the seventeen and a half. Obviously, I didn't lock it up either. Um, but yeah, you, you can't possibly trust like that much. But yeah, they should not win by less than three touchdowns. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take them. I don't. You have to lock it up. You have to put a whole bunch of money on it. But to win by twenty one, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Uh, time for the primetime game, Sunday Night Football, Jets. Raiders. Uh, What's the implied numbers skip, for I think, here? I think you. I think you skipped a game. Oh, what did I skip? You're right. I, I'm trying to ignore Geno Smith after what he did to me. Thank you for <laughs> pointing that out. I completely looked over that. I'm trying to completely crap on Geno Smith after uh, screwing me in my lock last week. The uh, Potato Skins and the Seahawks uh, to round out the late afternoon action. Washington is four and five. Seattle is five and three. Um, I don't see any notes of interest of this game, except there should be rain in the forecast. So I think you might want to like the under for that one as well. Uh, as far as the spread goes, uh, commanders are plus six at the Seahawks. Yeah. And, and the reason I needed you to do this is because I'm, I got to go gamesmanship here. Oh, you couldn't lock up the Seahawks this week <laughs> because you locked them up last week. So I'm doing it this week. Ah. After going to Baltimore, after going to Baltimore and laying that embarrassing egg, they get to come home and face that Washington team, Anderskin's <laughs> secondary. You, really? You, you're you're going to get Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and, and JSN running around through that secondary and no Chase Young, no Montez Sweat? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking bounce back at home with the 12th man. Uh, I think that the Seattle Seahawks absolutely blow the doors off the team Manderskins, and I'm locking it up. Okay. Uh, you, you can have that, and, and best of luck with it. Um, and I'm going to turn around and, and crap back on them. Okay, Gino, you want to rally back off of that Ravens bombing? Go ahead. It, it's the potato skin, so it, it wouldn't surprise me necessarily to see that. But that, that's a lot of points for a team that's so inconsistent in, in Seattle. Plus, the, the weather might be a factor, so it might not be as fast up and down as you as you might imagine it to be. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take Washington to ugly it up and stay within six. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of confidence, but uh, but I'll take Washington. <laughs> We're crapping out each other's locks again. 
second week in a row. Boy, I hope it turns out better than last week. Uh-oh, now we Cincinnati going to win by 34? <laughs> Certainly hope not. Uh, hey, the, the Patriots got that field goal I needed for them to, to cover by one. So let's see how the rest of the fourth quarter What an out. awful game. There <laughs> are terrible. Man, I'm sure the international community just loves us. I mean, Germany got a great game last week. Uh, they got a better you know, game. Been, yeah, it could have been played better, I guess. But certainly better than this. At least they didn't get two crap games in a row. So they, they knew better. The NFL knew better than to do that to them. So they gave them one pretty good one. Uh, boy, we're going to have a lot, of, a ton of time for uh, for the end of this show, too. Because uh, so, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the Sunday night, I don't well, think. There's not, there's not many games this week. There's a very light week. Um, you got the four buys, four teams on by. Yeah. Four, and we had uh, another international game. and Right, we didn't have to talk you know. about the uh, – <laughs> this game was already playing. That, that's and we a part even of it started too. late. We we ran over our first right. hour. Uh, so that's just, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a light schedule with bad games. It's not much to talk <laughs> about this week. <laughs> not a whole lot of breaking down. Uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, so let's see how much we get out of uh, Jets Raiders. Uh, New York at four and four. Vegas at four and five. New York two and one on the road, and the Raiders are three and one at home. Uh, Jets O line is really beat up. They got several starters uh, that are not going to play, yeah. uh, and the Ra- and the Raiders have their left tackle is not going to play either. Colton Miller with a with a shoulder injury. So which defense takes advantage of that the most and and makes this uh, this under come in pretty pretty easily? I would think. Uh, spread is minuscule. Jets are one point favorite at the Raiders. Uh, we talked about the dead cat bounce, and it, it does the energy fizzle. I mean, was that all just they took advantage of Tommy, Tommy, Danny, DeVito, and the, and the Giants being so bad. But not, I, they get to go home now. And if they can even keep some of that energy, I, I do think that they will be able to eke out a win here against the Jets, who have proven that they, they can't move the football. They just can't. The Zach Wilson experiment is a failed experiment. They're awful on offense. They have the players. This is another one of those teams. You've got, like, Brees Hall and the, the corpse of Dalvin Cook and, and Garrett Wilson, and you're, you're pretty stout at the tight end positions. But your quarterback sees ghosts. He's Ghost Boy 2.0. I don't trust him to move the ball. They'll have one splash play every once in a while, but I don't think that one splash play every once in a while is going to be enough here to go on the road and win the game. So I don't want to be I don't want to be buying too much here into the Antonio Pierce hype, but that looked like a different team. I think the stink of Josh McDaniels being off that team, and even now in his absence now, he's gone. In the postmortem, you're starting to hear all the awful things about how unrespected he was and, and how bad he was and how just sort of aloof and not paying attention, not in tune with the team. I mean, just any energy going in to that roster, I think is going to be enough for the for Vegas here to come away with a win against the Jets team. That's not, they're just not very good. Yeah. I, I didn't read the story. I didn't find it, but I heard a podcast talking about the story. Someone wrote about the last meeting that Josh McDaniels had as Raiders coach. That was fascinating. If it went down the way that I heard it went down, that basically the players were tearing him a new one. And then he turns to his coaching staff to sort of back him up, and they all kind of look at him like, "No, man." Yeah, they're, they're kind of right. <laughs> We're not backing you, man. You, uh, you, you kind of suck. 
So that's uh, yeah, that that's a mutiny. That when it gets to that point, you gotta you gotta go. Um, you ask uh, the right question. How you know how much of the dead cat bounce uh, stays? Because that's the that's the big question. Because if it just continues in perpetuity, that means the Raiders are, are running the table and going undefeated. We know that's not going to happen. So it's no, gotta it's, stop it's it. going to be another Rick Bisaccia moment or whatever it was. <laughs> was was yeah. he the guy? Right. After they got rid of Gruden and they just went nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to stop at some point. We don't know when. Um, I, I, the reason I'm going to, uh, you know, Antonio appears to step on New York teams two weeks in a row. That would be kind of uh, ironic if he, he kills the Giants and comes back and kills the Jets. Um, well, they've got I, to I'm gonna, kill him. They've got to win. Just got to win. Uh, which quarterback matchup will be more horrifying, this or that Thursday night Bears-Panthers showcase? Because I don't think either uh, one of these. Thursday night was worse. Or this one that we're watching uh, in Germany. Um, this was pretty this, bad. This too. Is bad too. I don't. That, that's a that's a great uh, battle between those three to see which one is going to be worse. Uh, it should be close. Obviously, it's not going to be good, but it should be close. Uh, it's another. Well, the reason I'm going to go with the Jets. It's another quarterback for Robert Sala's defense to embarrass. Like that's what they get off on. That's clearly what they try to do. They they love taking. Uh, situations in which clearly their quarterback can't get it done for them. And they just say, okay, we'll get it done ourselves. We'll do it ourselves uh, because we know the offense isn't going to do it for us. So uh, even more so than, than the Raiders doing that for Antonio Pierce, I think the Jets uh, know that that's what they have to do for uh, Robert Solomon, for Zach Wilson in order to win games. So I'm going to take the Jets uh, to do that because they're more experienced at doing that. All right. Monday nighter, uh, Denver and Buffalo, the Broncos, are coming off their bye. They're three and five, uh, one and two on the road. Bills are five and four, four and zero oh at home. Uh, not counting that crap in in England where they're supposed to be the home team. Uh, Stephon Diggs has a back situation. I don't think he's been ruled out, but definitely keep an eye on that. That he's uh, going to be compromised tomorrow night and maybe a little less than a hundred percent. And it looks like going to be a, a windy situation as far as the weather goes. So maybe not a lot of aerial uh, tactics going on in this one. Uh, Broncos are the big dogs. Uh, they get uh, seven and a hook, seven and a half points at the Bills. Uh, yeah, since putting up 48 against the Dolphins and looking like that was the sunning and the ascension of the Bills and they're three and one, uh, Bills games have been determined by five, five, four, six, and six. Hmm. So, ooh. Three and two in that stretch. So they've won three of those games and they've lost two of those. Uh, I'm sorry, lost three and won two of those. Uh, they've been just trading L's. So and win loss. Well, yeah, so last week was a loss. I'm, I guess that puts them in line to win. <laughs> but the, you know, Denver, they're bad, but they've been better. So the, their defense has improved. They have not been that same team. They made some. They, they retooled that defense after they gave up that 70 burger to Miami. They've been better. Uh, they've been more competitive. They've gotten themselves up to three and five. So I, 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 I want to take them, but I, I just can't. <laughs> right, Buffalo, Buffalo needs, it, this is the perfect spot. It's a primetime game. It should be a statement type game. They just came off of a primetime game where they didn't look so good against Cincinnati. They're going back home. If they lay another egg in prime, actually this will be their third straight primetime game because they had the, that sort of dud against Tampa. Um, then they lost to Cincinnati. 
Now they go back home, and now they have to try to take care of, you know, Broncos country, let's ride. Let's, we'll see what they have. <laughs> the Bills have got to get right here at some point because next week they get the Jets. They get the rematch against the, the, rematch against the Jets. They come off of that. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. That, that's the next three. So if they blow yeah. this one, it starts looking really bad for the Buffalo Bills. So they, they need to get their, their act straight and go out there and, and put a double-digit win up on Denver. Because if they can't, I'm re- you're starting to worry about them. I'll be a lot worried about them if they have trouble here with Denver. So I'm going to take the Bills and give the points just because I'm hoping. I don't even have them in, like, winning the Super Bowl like you do. <laughs> right. No, they they I'm definitely worried. Um I think everyone should be worried. Like again, I think back to that Miami game and, and how they were the toast of the league and everyone was saying how they're so complete and they're and so they looked uh, back. Yeah, they're they're the team. They are him, the Buffalo Bills. Uh they have not looked like him ever since. Uh, again, all those in, uh defensive injuries is part of it. Uh but that doesn't really explain on offense why they look so uh disjointed. I I think they're uh, like I said, I think they're trying to walk the line between project being a, a game-changing, game-wrecking factor, uh, throwing and running the ball, and trying to preserve him and protect him and not get him beat up so that he's still uh, somewhere close to 100% when the playoffs start. So I, I understand uh, the hesitance, uh, the hesitancy to, to sort of unleash him and do the full project thing, but it's a different team. It's a different offense when he's not unleashed like that. And he's a different player and he clearly needs to be uh, unleashed fully a little reminiscent of Shohei Otani, who I think needs to be the pitcher and the hitter in order to fulfill his full potential at both, because he's just lesser than when he can't do both. Uh, He he takes the other one that he's doing a a little less uh, intensely. I think he has to do both. And I think, Project has to be both. He has to play balls out, uh, kick everybody's ass, running the ball and throwing uh, in order to to be that full player that he's been, to be that MVP caliber player. And he, he's not doing that. Um, I don't know when they're going to get back to doing that. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. If Buffalo needs to put 70 on Denver like Miami did uh, to, to just to, you know, get their mojo back and show that they are uh, who we thought they were. But I, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they're, Offensively, I don't think mentally they're at that place to be able to do that. And defensively, I don't think they have the ability with all the injuries. They just, whatever lead they get, they're going to be compromised and have trouble holding that lead just because of that defense. Um, so it's a hook. It, it makes it uh, even easier to take Denver uh, because they only have to lose by a touchdown, and I still uh, win that pick. I thought you were taking Denver, too, the way you were talking about Buffalo with all those small margins of victories that they've been having. Uh, then you go and say, no, they got to win by double digits. Okay, well. Uh, you're right, they do, but I don't trust uh, that they can right now. So I'm taking Denver. All right. Well, that was that was a quick show. It was. We, we even stretched out the last couple of games just to fill a little time. But but yeah, that, that that's it for us. Uh, we got a many... ten. We got a ten six game right now. Uh, Indy over New England with eight minutes to go. Catch the fever. So. Phew. Hope you were all over the unders on that, folks. No kidding. I wish I was. I wasn't Man. up enough uh, in, in early enough to, to figure that out. But yeah, well, I haven't that's... watched, but it looks ugly. There have been missed field goals, missed short field goals. Uh, yep. uh, neither uh, neither team, neither quarterback has really done much. You got well, let's see. Mac Jones has got a buck forty nine. 
Gardner Minshew 157. It's not just not pretty um, overall. So kind of what we what did you expect? Uh, this is this goes into the we pick them all category. Yeah, I, I, I expected more running. I think is is what I expected. I, I knew the quarterbacks weren't very good, but I expected yeah. them there's both been to running. sort of. Uh, there's been running. Uh, the Patriots are definitely doing more of it and being more successful at it, but they still they've still only got six points up on the board. Right. I, I would I would expect even more. Like you have to rely as far as I'm concerned. If you're the Colts and the Patriots, you have to yeah. rely on the run game because you can't rely on those quarterbacks. Like no. every time you ask the either quarterback to do something, they you know, do whatever that Mac Jones play was where I just I haven't watched the whole game it's been on, but that one time I turned it and saw him like trying to shovel a pass forward like a basketball as he was getting uh, tackled. I'm like, oh no. Oh god. That's just asking uh, to get run back to the house. Yes. It should have yeah. been picked, really, honestly. So uh, that was uh, right before the thirty five yard field goal. Yeah, for a short slate, we that had to be like Six plus today, uh, maybe seven. All right, not, okay, not counting what we're watching no, right I mean, now. No, because we got a game that we're disagreeing on right now, so I'd say that's six, right. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. All right. I just got of, that feel. Out of the remaining twelve games, seven. Hey, that's good. Not counting the game right now, or counting the game right now. Not counting the game right now. Oh, so eight. Yeah, all the games we agree on. Here they are, all of them. Pittsburgh, Niners, Ravens, Lions, Cowboys. That's it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but that's good. We agreed on a lot of games last week, and we suck. It did not go so well? Okay, so maybe no. we, yeah, we can split these up in our usual ways and hopefully uh, win the ones we agree on. That's usually the right trick to the having middle. a good week. Yes. Is not completely boating the the games that we see eye to eye. Yeah, yeah that, that's the key. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I hate to end the show early, but uh, I got two cups of coffee sitting in me right now. That, oh, you gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, go, 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 go! Please don't, don't right. let me uh, hold you up. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, we'll call it. I'm I'm leaving. So good night, everybody. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Uh, and, and next weekend is uh, any any issues? Uh, oh wait, uh, no. I'm... Boy, what do we got? Next week is not Thanksgiving week, so no. Right. Next week, Saturday night, perfectly yeah. fine. Okay, sounds All right. good. See you then. All right. Uh, I was thinking about next Saturday. Next Saturday is my last uh, Memphis Tigers uh, college game that I'm doing, uh, but they finally put the time for that one. Uh, and I don't know what was going on with the scheduling, but that had no time uh, scheduled for the longest. And they finally, like last week, finally uh, let us know what the time for that game was. And it's going to be 11 in the morning. So I'll be certainly through with that. Uh, even if they do overtime, I'll be home uh, in time for uh, to do the show next Saturday night. The Thanksgiving week shows, that that's the ones that we're going to have to figure out and play around and uh be a lot of go- a lot of things going on the because uh, we won't be able to do Saturday after Thanksgiving because that's when I'm definitely going to be with my family uh, up in Chicago uh, having family uh, having family night you know Thursday obviously Thanksgiving will be family time but also Saturday night we're going to uh, to my aunt's house and uh, going to have a big family gathering there so that's going to be off limits uh, the Friday 
after Thanksgiving is going to be off limits because Jay obviously being uh, in retail, that's a huge day for him, Black Friday, so he'll be working. Uh, so it might be a Sunday morning deal right before I, uh, me and my wife get in the car and drive back home to uh, to Memphis. That's probably how that's going to wind up working out, but we'll discuss and, and figure that out uh, at that point in time. Um, I got literally 30 seconds left in the live show. I've got no reason to do an after show because my partner is gone. Um, all I want to say is I had a coworker go down this week, several times last week and this week, because, uh, basically she's, uh, replacing alcohol, uh, using alcohol to replace food in her diet. And that's never, whatever issues are going on in your life, that's never going to work out. Please, whatever problems you're having with your mentals, get yourself take checked out, taken care of, love yourself before you love anybody else. And that's about all I got to say. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next week.